Um, look, I know you've got a manful at the moment, DSO, but isn't the heart rate monitor a bit much? Orbster, I dragged myself out of my sick bed to come here today. I can't take any chances. Okay, but you're going to have to turn it off because we're doing a podcast and I can't imagine any more beeping than absolutely necessary is yeah. good. All right, all right, I'll turn it off. I'll turn it off. All right. I know we want something to go viral one of these days, but you weren't the one that we intended. Right. <laughs> On this 11th and possibly last edition of the Super Coincider's Warpster cast, Wind Cup fails, JC's clutch bails, Scotty's weekend was better than Dale's, and we didn't see any whales. Welcome to the Warbstercast, the official podcast of the shake of signage, the Warbster. Joining me is the icon of Instagram, the podcast DSO, and DSO, the pendulum swings. The pendulum swings? It's on a cuckoo clock. Oh, sorry. Forward or back in front? Forward or back in town? There's no more parody issues. There's no more parody issues. No, everybody, everybody's on the podium this weekend. There's no more parody issues. Wait, wait till we get to that sound grab later. Oh, yes. Warbster, um, great to be here. And uh, and hello to everybody out there in in, uh, podcast listening world. You may have noticed that I was missing for episode 10.5. Um, and the Warbster himself was uh, a bit under the weather. You're a bit croaky. I um, uh, very. <laughs> I think um, I think I've uh, I've been kissing the same frog that you have because um, he's somewhere down my throat at the moment. Uh, look, look. Ludo said it was tradition over there. Okay. Shh, shh, shh. Don't talk about what happened with me and Ludo at Phil Island, all right? Okay, all right, we'll leave okay. that alone. We'll get to Ludo later. Okay, so um, from that awkward transition, yes. your um, <laughs> Super WD-40, Super Phillip Island, Super Sprint, Super Winners were Scotty McLaughlin and uh, Scotty McLaughlin. Yep, so yep. DJR Penske finally came through with their threat to clean up the weekend, and Scotty's consistency, a man, he's just, he's grabbed the championship lead and... Right about now, they look like they've been on the clock back 12 months. Yep. They're back in that zone. Fabs was fast, other than the little qualifying hiccup that we'll touch on shortly mm-hmm. for Fabs. And the wheels fell off at Triple Eight like 12 months ago. Yeah, Jamie Winkup had a shocker, and the less said about uh, the team orders, the better. And we'll go into that one as well. Uh, so, what was Roland thinking? Oh, I can tell you a little story a bit later. Yeah, hi, not Roland. Um, so, in the prelims, just a couple of, couple of ones to talk about. Our old mate. Dale Wood. Dale Wood. Had the wood on everyone. That's a great pun, Warps. Did yeah, you use that? I've used it twice now. Yeah, sensational. And I will continue using it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Qualified P1 and took a pair of race wins from uh, Alex Davo. Yep. So, Alex Davo, just, just let me get that in my head again. Mm. He's... The bloke with the World Endurance Championship drive. Yeah. And Dale Wood, who's supposedly a spud, mm-hmm. and and left left Supercars because he wasn't good enough. The bloke who finished fourth at Bathurst last year. Yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, and hasn't got an Enduro drive this year. 
Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. So, he's leaving, so he's leaving Davo behind? Hmm. Well, Davo's not doing a full season anyway, so you'd have to say championship-wise he's not a threat. Can I let you in on a little secret as to why Dale Wood's going so well? Uh, well, he's going supersonic at the moment. And it, it's sonic, and it's not a hedgehog. But we'll talk about them a bit more later on. Hi, Mick Riddle. G'day, Mick and, uh, and Maria, if you're listening, if you recognise my voice. <clears throat> I'm in trouble. Alrighty, <laughs> and in the Toyota 86 series, Warbster. All three races won by a Toyota 86. That is astounding. Mm. Actually, clearly, there wasn't a lot of safety car. Well, actually, there was a bit of safety car intervention. Oh, I haven't told you. I finally, mm. I finally bit the bullet and um, managed to watch the majority of uh, Phillip Island on my subscription service. Oh, yes. Can't say that other word because I'll get lynched. Hmm. And do you know what I managed to give up? Ah, uh, smoking. Well, no, I've never smoked, but it would be a packet of holiday 35s it mm-hmm. would, for, for the first month. Yep. It'd be a bottle of Jack Daniels on special for the second month, and I'd still mm. have change. Yep. Uh, it'd be half a tank of fuel the mm. third month. Yep. Uh, you get my drift? Yeah, yeah, I get your drift. Yeah. 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 So Apparently, G86s are very good at drifting. <laughs> well, excuse me. Oops, sorry. Well, here it comes. All right, we've killed him. We've here killed him. No, no, I'm, 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 right, I'm okay. catching it. And the, and the best bit, mm. one of our regular page minions, mm. Kane Baxter Smith, ended the weekend 20th. He did indeed. Liam McAdam yep. swept all three races, but Kane Baxter Smith is a regular minion, so we're going to mention Kane Baxter Smith a lot more because Kane Baxter Smith drove a GT86. <laughs> Yes, no, okay. very good. Right, so let's get on to uh, let's get on to the biggest show in town. Practice was the usual mixed bag. I thought you meant the Penguin Parade. Practice usual mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Scotty Mack was most consistent over both sessions, but that ZB stranglehold on the top five mm. a lot less evident than usual. Even though the parody is crap. Shh, says the Holden guy. Mm. Bit same old, same old. Mm. Uh, but then when we get to the sessions, it counted. Uh, we'll toss up some interesting results. Yeah, it uh, went a bit went a bit crazy this weekend. Mm. Sort of all, all the pundits were completely wrong. Guilty of that as much as anybody. Um, I picked uh, I picked the race perfectly because I suggested Scotty was going to take P one in qualifying yep. and yep. win both races. Or you just go back to episode ten and after hear my tips. That was for Simmons. No, ten point five. You weren't in 10.5. That's why I got them You're right. You're lying. You're lying. Uh, that's why I got them right. Oh, I was right, sitting okay. at home yelling at the, t- the computer screen. Alrighty. So flag dropped and uh, uh, the Bullstein stopped for qualifying. Uh, the die was cast when Scotty Mack dropped a uh, 29.5. Mm, only sub 1 minute 30 lap in the session. And uh, he held off the Triple uh, Eight cars after uh, Fabs was penalised down the back for a technical breach. Right. So. You can read the next bit, because mm-hmm. I like that. Yep. And then I'll offer a little bit of opinion. The stewards report read in part, the S&TD found the maximum rear wing angle defined in the vehicle specification document, VSD, was exceeded by car number 12. Okay, so let's put that into layman's terms. Mm. The rear wing angle uh, maximum is 18 degrees. Right. Uh, they found that the rear wing angle on Fabs's car was set at 19 degrees. That's a whole degree. It's another hole. 
What was that hole doing there? Aha, the penny drops. If you're not allowed to go higher than 18 degrees, why would you drill another hole? Just why would why would why would you want to run 19 degrees if you know that you can only run 18 legally? Mm. Is this possibly a bit of the old uh, rule stretching that Mr. Penske's uh, rather famous for? Oh, he's not as famous as um, our old mate. True. Hmm. True. Now, there's one to ponder, those mm. of you at home. Um, mm. To me, it's fairly obvious, but I, I put my my uh, my long-time race officials hat on. Why drill a hole at, at position 19 degrees when you're only allowed to run 18? Yeah, you can test, you can do all the things you want, but why bother? Um, because mm. if your mechanics aren't clever enough to pull the pin and shift it back a notch, you're going to get rubbed out. Mm. So That wasn't very fabulous. Oh, Jesus, you're getting worse. First time... It's to, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the uh, for the auto action headline, except we can't say they're back because mm. they've never been there to come back to. Perhaps mm. we can say they're almost finally there. Mm. We're talking now, about Nissan, Nissan, everybody. Nissan, Nissan Motorsport. Nissan, Nissan, we're, Nissan. We're, we're nearly there. Yes, yes. So fifth in Saturday qualifying was Rick Kelly of all people who, for some reason, managed to find 1.2 seconds overnight. Mm, that's a lot to find. That's a lot. That's mm. a lot. Well, um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go down a little bit. Apparently, Nissan Motorsport had a bit of a schnitzel night on the uh, Friday night. Had a schnitzel night? Mm. Yeah, really? Where? At the track, or did they go to a restaurant? I think, I, think, I think they went to a restaurant. I wonder if there were any BMW engineers. That's a uh, uh, reference to um, oh, the Snitzer team. That's shocking. That's terrible. Anyway, that's moving on. You can, you can tell I've had a lot of time to think about this. You had far too much time to think about. Mm. Most impressive uh, for my part was um, was my my other my my boy's teammate, my other boy, yeah. Anton Di Pasquale, who was only a half a second behind teammate Dave Reynolds. But we will talk about them in a little bit more depth later on. Absolutely. Um, Anton, and I'm going to say this, I've already said it on the Facebook page. So yeah, I've already said that within two years, Anton Di Pasquale will win a race. Absolutely. I am absolutely convinced of that. And his performances every round just convince me of that even more. Alrighty. So... Onto the racing. Saturday race started with a drag race between the two title fighters from last year. Winkup held the outside and importantly held his nerve through doing corner, which would be turn one to those of us who don't like stupid names of corners, mm. to take the inside at Southern, well, t- turn two. Southern loop. <laughs> J-Dar beaked out a bit of a lead before Jandal Boy closed it back up before the first stop. And then Morbs, so both of them walked away for the rest of the field. Uh, yeah, the rest of the field was uh, led by Shane Van, don't call me Gizzy Van Gisbergen, mm. uh, who was unhappy to have missed arm day for a few days because uh, he had an intermittent power steering problem. And can I tell you, it was really, really interesting watching. I uh, mm. had a look at the race replay on Sunday morning, uh, and I actually feel a bit sorry for him. And there was some, some, some very good logic to the uh, power steering the intermittent power steering failure mm. he'd either rather it be uh, gone for good or not I watched him come down mm. off Lukey Heights down into MG Corner and he had both hands on the steering wheel reefing it hard right and then the power steering kicked in and he's almost turned it on a dime so yeah because um, what, what you really want at Phillip Island going into that first corner which is probably the fast one of the fastest corners in Australia yep. is um, steering that you don't know what it's going to do 
absolutely that, that, that's that's really helpful yep mm. and again what is it with van gisbergen's car mm. and niggly mechanical issues Every race meeting, there just seems to be something not quite right with his car. Has Mark Webber sat in it in the off-season? Possibly. Mm. Or we could we could start a really, really good conspiracy theory. Shh, don't talk about my voodoo doll. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember it used to use it on me. Mm. Anyway. Oh, well, it wasn't that bad. Okay. Meanwhile, back in the cheap seats, yep. uh, the 200-round start, man... Mark Winterbottom mm. ran off at turn eight on the opening lap while battling with GT. And turn eight is not a place you want to run wide at at Phillip Island, mm. having seen firsthand. And those of you who uh, are avid followers understand that turn eight is that corner on the run to the hay shed. Mm. Very, very quick. This The scene of your dead to me, bro. Ah, Shane Gisbergen's favourite place. And David Reynolds, yes, yes. yes. So lap eight saw Bieber have another hit. Oh, I tell you, he um, what? How does it go again? You can't teach fast, but you can teach him to stop crashing. Mm. Someone needs to teach him to stop crashing because mm. he's just he's having a shock and run this year. I just mm. I don't get it. So Bieber collected our girl Simona mm. uh, and a fifteen second penalty for his trouble. Possibly generous, not sure. Winkup and Scotty Mac stopped together with the Shell Ford making up time making up his time deficit on pit entrance a little too well. Gave him a bit of a tap. Not um, not the um, Shane Van Gisbergen on Tim Slade type of tap. No, no, that. it was just a, it was a, it was more a um, days of thunder, wave in the mirror, hey, I'm yeah, here kind of tap. Yeah, not, not the I'm going to completely stove my bonnet in the rear end of your car yeah. tap. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> neither got our twin exchange insurance details. Just quietly, mm. I don't think T8 or... Uh, or T Penske mm. need to worry about insurance. I think they're self-insured. I think that yeah, they've probably got enough money in the bank. I think yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they pay for it out of the interest that they earn every year and on their investments. Mm. So picture battle Warbster uh, ended in a draw when Jandal was dropped just that little bit too late and had to wait to clear Win Cup. Mm. However, everyone watching knew this one wasn't over yet. And uh, the uh, Scotty Max gun sights were clearly on the back of the number one car. Lap 31, here we go. Lap 31 saw everyone at it again. Uh, Wind Cup keeping the upper hand. Scotty Mac kept up the pressure. And on lap 40, Southern on that Southern Loop saw him finally strike. Wind, Wind Cup held a tiny bit too much speed into the corner. Got half a car width wide off the apex. Yep. And that was all the space the Jandal Mobile needed. It's a little bit like that in-car footage stuff we were just looking at before we started yeah, recording. Yeah, yeah, The difference is they didn't bang wheels. Yeah. Mm. The other difference is that Wind Cup was already screwed. Yeah. Mm. So Scotty cleared out enough just to keep uh, Wind Cup in check. It was time for Triple Eight shenanigans. Ooh, Triple Eight shenanigans. We should have an entrance music for this. The Gizzle was struggling with arm cramp, clearly. Is well, he left or right-handed? I don't think it matters at that point. Okay. Um, Anyway, lands the shot by um, Davey Ricky Bobby, who was having not a subpar performance, but he wasn't up to his best. Yeah, they were chasing setup quite obviously, and we'll go into that a little bit later too. So Lowndes latched onto the rear of the Giz wagon. Yep. Rather than fight it out, Giz let uh, Lousy Biter try to go after Rick Kelly, who mm. was third. Um, it just feels weird saying that, to be honest. Rick Kelly third? Yeah, yeah gets better mm. after a lot of pit punk bunker back and forth um this was uh, all team orders negotiations i can guarantee dotto and uh, roland are right in the middle of it 
uh, we'll, trying uh, to trying to maximise the result. We'll, but, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll quote Roland in yeah. a minute. I don't know which mm. bit is less believable. Mm. SVG actually letting someone buy cleanly, mm. or as you said, Rick being third. Either way, radio traffic sure got entertaining for the last seven laps as Team Orders, the Team Orders version of Let's Make a Deal went down. Mm. I did like uh, the comment that you put up on your page mm. on Facebook saying that um, if the Frenchman was still there, this wouldn't have mattered because nobody would have been able to understand anything he said. So, all right, in either case, the smiley one... Mm-hmm. Craig, aka Craig Lowndes, mm-hmm. got the gap down to a second of the Ultima before raising the white flag and slowing up to let Don't Let Me Crash Into You Van Gisbergen have his place back. I know what they were going for here, but it all came off as rather clumsy and the uh, Lowndes fans were none too pleased on social media. Oh, I tell you, they absolutely went to town and I actually don't blame them. No. Um, like, team orders are team orders, but mm. when it's so obvious and blatant, mm. if you're struggling and your teammate's quicker than you, mm. you don't let him through just to have a crack at the bloke in front. You either let him through or you don't. I think the other thing and if to... You can't, if you can't make having the crack at the bloke in front, mm. you, you don't expect to get it back. I think the other thing here is, had they have had a straight fight for it, do you think SVG would have held off Lansy for eight laps? Oh, please. So not going to happen. Interestingly, during the week, mm. Speed Cafe asked um, your mate Roland if there was any animosity between the drivers. Mm. And you know what he said? What did he say? You might like there to be, but I can tell you there isn't. Craig knew perfectly well the rules of engagement and that Shane had said, I'll let you through no problem, I won't fight if you can have a go at a Nissan. When it was clear that Craig wasn't actually going to be able to get past, he redressed. It's only sensible. Craig knew perfectly well what the reason was, so he's got no right to be annoyed about this. Um, Craig Lance is a racing driver. What do racing drivers not like doing? Uh, giving up positions. Finishing behind other people. That too. Hmm. Having to give places back when the bloke was obviously in a wounded car that he could easily have got past had he been allowed to fight. It's it's a little bit obvious, and it's not just livery, and and, may, and even even name change. The, the gulf is widening between the garages at T eight. Mm. Mm. Very much so. So on a brighter note, Scotty Mack opened the weekend with a maximum points haul, followed closely by Jamie Winkup, Rick Van Gisel, and Lounsey. Uh, hang on, settle down for a minute. Right. Uh, these results were provisional. Okay. And the timekeepers weren't able to go home for a while yet. <laughs> our uh, <clears throat> our spy was messaging you and I on the Saturday night mm. sometime after 8.30pm mm. and the timekeepers were still at the track. Mm. There was an investigation going on by the IPO. It was indeed. It turned out that uh, Wincup had flicked off his pit lane speed limit too early and was pinged 38 seconds as a result. So his position was reassigned to 14th. Righto. But Red Bull team manager and Commonwealth Games gold medalist in the headset throw, Mark Dutton, explained, He saw the wrong cone, turned it off, realised he'd done it, and then turned it back on. But rules ru- are rules. But rules are rules. So mm. the rules say you must keep the pit lane speed limiter engaged till the de-restriction sign. And it doesn't matter whether you go over, under, or around 40 k's an hour. It, there's no contest. It's off before the cone. No, okay, he said he got the wrong cone, which yep. is fair enough. Yep. But that doesn't change the fact that 
He's turned the speed limiter off. Let's do a little bit of... Um, we'll, we'll break from the, the script a little bit. Let's mm-hmm. do a little bit of early Somi watch. Okay. Social media lost its uh, freaking mind over this. Yep. But supercars, you're ruining this. You're ruining the sport. No wonder people don't want to watch anymore. You've overgoverned it. The rules are stupid. There's no way that he should have been penalised uh, for doing that. He didn't gain any advantage. Fully countered with all of the blue sheep saying, oh, but you saw his, you saw the in-car. Yeah. His speed went to 48 kilometres an hour. Well, it didn't. His rear wheels might have gone to 48 kilometres an hour, but his, his actual vehicle speed didn't because he didn't break away mm. from McLaughlin, who was right on his bumper bar. There was no discernible difference. He When he's clicked the speed limiter off, mm. he's given it to it, lit the back wheels up, as they always do, mm. and because they're showing in-car telemetry before he's clicked it back on again, yeah. he spun the wheels, rear wheels are doing 48 Ks or something, but the car wasn't. But the problem and, is is that if you've got a situation where things are governed and you say, this is the rule, yep. and everyone abides by the same yep. rule, that's the end of it. Yep. It doesn't matter whether it gained advantage, blah, 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 because then you have an or oh, but... And then any competitive racing team manager, and you'd be more aware of this than anybody, DSO, yep. can then go, oh, but, mm. oh, but hang on, we've done this before. What's the difference between this and this? And then you just go down the rabbit hole and it's chaos. It's yep. anarchy. Yep. The rules are there. They've been simplified. They knew they knew the penalty was there as soon as they did it. They didn't protest it. No. And if Roland Dane doesn't protest a penalty, you can gammer damn tea. They're, they're, they're to rights. Yep. Before we jump to positions for the race, we're continuing our Somi watch for this one. The quote of the year was by a, clearly a Jamie fan who'd said on the, somewhere on social media, quote, I think that 38 seconds was too harsh. Jamie should have only got a drive through. Let's just uh, okay. remember, remember everybody, yeah. Thir- 38 seconds is the drive through equivalent for Phillip Island, but... It's okay. You, it's you okay. don't. You don't need intelligence or common sense to type something into. Congratulations to everyone that figured that out before the DSO said it. Oh. Alrighty. So um, our podium was Scotty Mack, Rick, and Shane Van return spot. Yes. Uh, Rick was pretty pleased with his breakthrough. Mm. He said, "I thought the highlight of weekend was going to be the schnitzel night last night on Friday night." Must have been some bloody good schnitzel. Some seriously good schnitzel. Uh, too bad the timekeepers missed out on dinner while trying to sort out the pit lane limiter mess. Where's Penky when you need him? Yeah, I don't think Penky was there, but which is a mm. bit sad because mm. it, Phillip Island is the spiritual home of timing penguins. Yes, and I think actually um, Penky's common sense and ability probably would have cleaned up the mess a hell of a lot quicker. Mm. Mm. Maybe Penky should be camp's president. <laughs> He's got to beat John Davison first. So, to Sunday qualifying, Robster. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jandamobile took his uh, sixth straight pole at PI, proving his mastery of the place. Yep. He was followed by... Uh, I'll let you do it. It's your boy. Yeah, and uh, it was really, really good to see. So, Dave Reynolds was second qualifying, who bounced back. Um, he was using Anton Di Pasquale's setup. Uh, amazing what a talented teammate can do. And Anton himself started in eighth position. So, you want to tease this one out now? May as well, yeah. We might as well. Okay. Alrighty. The strength of character of a driver is where you acknowledge your teammate, you don't try and fight your teammate. And if you're following either of our pages on Facebook, you'd be very aware uh, that 
I'm firmly of the belief that the Erebus turnaround started in August last year when Di Pasquale did a rookie test Mm -hmm. in David's car, which is the car that Anton's now driving. David has come out after the TE. uh, Anton was, was settled into the car within... I think within three 10 or 12 lap sessions was within a couple of tenths of Dave. And then Dave went and drove it. And then they sat down and did the... So when I go through one, it does a bit of a squat. And it, yeah, they did the whole... Mm. move the steering wheel yeah, hands yeah. and wiggle their ass left and right. And Dave apparently said, mm. we need this kid next year. Mm. I need a teammate I can work with, who I can bounce ideas off. And we can analyze data together and share data. Clearly, that's not happening across the majority of the other teams. Mm. Um, yeah, and we'll talk about Nissan not sharing setup data in a little bit. But I think, a little I bit. think the fact is, though, is that when you talk about the rise of Erebus, David Reynolds is a big part of that, and the fact that they've got a core group of guys who are working together is a big part of that. But I actually think that Anton Di Pasquale is almost the last piece that they needed to actually become the type of team that they need to become. Yep, they've got good horsepower in their soccer team motors. They've built their own cars well. Barry Ryan's very, very good. And they've just recently officially appointed Bruin Beasley as team manager. Now, um, that's not to say that Barry Ryan's going to do anything less. He's still managing director of the team. It's all about load sharing. Bruin's a very, very clever man. Yeah. Very, very clever with race cars. Done all sorts of stuff for those of you that know who Bruin Beasley is. So, yeah, it's... Um, I, I take my... You know, if I put my man crush to the side for a minute, mm. um, Erebus are just really, really impressive. They are the little engine that could. Mm. Um, they're the best of the rest. They don't have... Well, Betty probably does have the budget that the others have if she chooses to spend it. Wisely, she's not. Mm. Um, so they're doing it, you know, they don't want for the good bits because mm. she's happy to spend the money on the good bits, but there's none of the other fluff. You know, good things come to those who wait, I think, Warbster. I think the other thing to note with Erebus is is that it proves you need to be a team. Mm. No one man is an island. Yep. And I get the impression with a lot of the teams, and I don't think it's necessarily intended a lot of the time, yep. that they sort of have like, here's your superstar driver and oh, here's the other bloke in the other car because we've got to run it. Yep. And I don't think I don't think that's the case. It probably was in recent years, but it's not the case at Erebus now. But even last year, look, and, and all, all credit to Dale Wood, um, I was discussing his, uh, his successes in Carrera Cup uh, with somebody who knows and sometimes it's the team environment sometimes drivers are better suited to different cars and mm. maybe Dale's better suited to certainly to driving uh, a Carrera Cup car Betty had him there last year because he was he was a source of income for the team yeah a- Anton's not bringing a lot in he's mm. he, he's bringing some but not a lot he's certainly not the uh, he's not the cash cow that, that others have been in the past mm. um, but they're doing it for the right reasons. Mm. He's there for the right reasons. He's not there because they're being philanthropic or nice. Yeah. The expectation is that he'll do well, but he brings something to the team more so than yeah. dollars. My hope is, though, is that um, in a couple of years, people with a bit more money don't come swoop in on him and ruin it for Erebus. Oh, because I... Erebus have taken that risk and it's really paid off for them, but they really should, should get the... Um, the so reap, reap the harvest that comes from it. Oh, and I think they will. Time will tell. Mm. So, speaking of amazing... Amazing. Rick ended up fourth. And Caruso, sixth. Yeah, they split Cappy and they were behind Fabs. Uh, less amazing was BJR battling splitter problems all weekend. Yeah, so Percat specifically had issues with the 
popular people's front of Aubrey. James Courtney, meanwhile, just flipped off Murph. <laughs> it's pretty funny if you didn't that was, see. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, Murph's. Um, they're they're all finally sick of you, Murph. Maybe it's time you gave up. Hmm. Uh, and race ten of the Supercars Championship was go with Scotty Mac Pulsitter winning the drag race into turn one. Doing corner. Clearing out uh, until lap seven. James Courtney, what's that? Man, yeah. He, he, he blew a tranny. You can insert your own joke there. Yep, yep, absolutely. I might cut a bit of walk on the wall. Between the uh, splitters, two blown cr- crutches and problems. Did you say two blown crutches? <laughs> Was he out of his pants? Problems that the uh, VF just didn't have. There's something going on with that ZB. Admittedly, um, it's a bit better than Courtney's old car, which was actively trying to kill him. Yes, you are right there. Mm. Um, so the resulting uh, entertainment car... The Tim. The Tim. Found the second cars all came in to clear the booms for the lead cars, except for Di Pasquale, who sadly got a double stack from the Red Rooster drive-through. Oh, beautifully done. Mm. Well written. Mm. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Really being advertising creative instead of billboards. Yeah, you should. Mm. You can set up a sideline. Yeah, true, yeah. true. Are you kidding? Have you heard some of our ads? They're bloody horrible. Some of our best work. <laughs> Which means that our worst is pretty horrible. Mm. Uh, so Scotty Mac gets dropped, nearly runs into second place. Dave has to wait in the queue. He lost places or the ability to drop more fuel in. Not that it mattered too much given the innate pace the Shell Falcons had on the weekend. Meanwhile, in great crap yourself moments of uh, 2018, mm. Andre 3000, Andre... Yep. Uh, Gartner. That's the one. Mm. I nearly said Andre Di Pasquale. Where was I going there? I'm not sure. Uh, he so went... ha- have we mentioned um, Cameron Waters yet? <laughs> Who? Yeah, correct. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, A3K went wide at the final turn and kicked loose. Mm. Leading on Garth Tander was the only reason that one didn't end really awkwardly. Yeah, um, turn 12 at the island has uh, mm. has eaten a hell of a lot of race cars over the years. Seaton, Murphy, mm. uh, Bargs. Mm. Not the Bargs that you know, the Bargs I know. <laughs> Uh, uh, ah, right. in the uh, in in the MG GT, probably there's probably a few dozen motorcycles we could talk about if we really felt like it. Matty Bugs, if you're listening, this is our this is our uh, our weekly shout out. I don't know though. No, I shouldn't know Please. All right. So speaking of, it was less awkward than the video of Rick trying to play matchmaker with Andre and Simona at the autograph session. Yeah, that was. I didn't see that. That was cringeworthy. Was that was. I need to go and find that. Mm. Yeah, so, we'll put it this way. Put it this way. He said, Andre, are you seeing anyone at the moment? And Andre said, Yo, yo, I'm not for anything, man. You know, I'm not taken by anyone. And then he tried to set him up with Simona. Mm. I can't say what I'm thinking. So Rick, no, out, Rick, Rick out front. Uh, yep, he did a long stint and was out front for a few laps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lowndes jumped Mostert in the pits. That's the car overtaking, not Lowndes actually decided to beat the crap out of Mostert. Right. Um, he probably wanted to beat the crap out of some other people, but not Mostert. Uh, it, it does drive for Roland, you know. Mm. Possibly because of a quicker stop or misplaced anger from the day before. Um, he was not a happy little camper about the swaps he going. No, it's not the kind of swaps he's Craig's into. Lap 30. Allegedly. Saw, lap 30 saw Scotty Mack undercut Reynolds. Scotty had a ton of pace, but on cold tyres, Dave fought back. So there you have it, Russell Ingle. Stop telling him he's shit. Stop telling him he needs to be harder at it because he is harder at it. Or you'll start going harder at it because it's Dave Reynolds. Oh, please. So how, 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 is, how is the um, 
How is the restraining order going? By there's the way? no restraining order. There's no intervention order. There's no okay. nothing. All right. All right. Okay. So how come he keeps telling you not to be within 200 meters of him? He doesn't. You're making that up. Am I? That's it. Is a figment of your imagination. It's the internet. The truth is whatever I tell everyone it is. Right. Mm. And I'm the social media DSO. Right. <laughs> and right about now you're talking shit. <laughs> the shell blowtorch was applied until Davey did an identical thing to Wink Cup the day before. Just a little bit of drift wide. And Scotty went, oh, is that a door wide open? I'm just going to jump right through. It wasn't really It wasn't really a door that was wide open. It was more slightly ajar. Yep. And then um, somehow we managed to get a falcon through it. That falcon at the moment, Scotty's... Uh, they used to talk about some bloke being at one with his race car. Mm. Uh, that's Scotty Mack right about now. Yeah, Scotty Scotty Mack didn't uh, disappear off the radar. He was always sort of banking consistent results from the start of the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, Phillip Island's the sort of place that suits him. So, yep, yep that's going to happen. Yep, fast, flowing, all the usual stuff. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of Wing Cup, he got taken by Lowndes uh, with a bit of slipstreaming. Then Mostert did the same. Cappy, Cappy had a horrible weekend. Yeah, and he really did. It's like mentally he dropped the ball Sunday. He just, mm. the, the, the whole Saturday thing, and, and maybe he's reading too much social media. Um, you yeah. know, we, yeah. we keep saying that they shouldn't be looking at it. Mm. I'm sure they do. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not he's not a part of my page yet. Has he got 100,000 followers? As did Tickford, <laughs> whose weekend was symbolised by Frosty going lawn mowing at Southern Loop. Let's talk about Tickford before we go on. I'm just going to okay. put a little mark on the, okay. on the page there. Right on. Yep. Tickford. Yep. What the hell is going on at Tickford? The only bloke, and we've said it in the last couple of podcasts, the mm. only bloke who's getting any results out of that car is Chaz. And it's like it because he's wringing its neck. Mm. Are they missing something? Um, are they missing a certain driver? Uh, are they missing a setup mule? Because mm. from what I can gather, basically, Winterbottom goes off on his own. And this is what the insider said last year. Chaz, yep. Chaz knows has a steering wheel. Yep. Winterbottom goes off on his own. Yep. Cam Wars is still learning. Still a baby, I think, was the, the quote given. But Right. And um, Richie Stanaway's gone off on his own as well. Oh, so look, where's where's your cohesion there? So let let's let's go back to what we said last year that we reckon Bridie was the was the test mule and and when they finally started to come good it was because um he'd been doing the r&d for want of a better description Mm. i think uh, we know for a fact that there's not a lot of money Mm. heading heading stanaway's way like there's no shortage of money in the team but Mm. um you know stanaway's not the focus Mm. they've got four really really accomplished drivers Mm. um you know they can win put them in the right car they can go well I really don't know, Warbster. So there's just something's not quite right at, at Tickford. Mm. Um, well, and let, interesting. Let's, look, let's look at the apparent cooperation between drivers at Tickford and then look at the cooperation of drivers at Erebus. So we started the year talking about we thought that Fabs was a bit out of sorts because of Phil Keed mm. being pushed aside. Pushed. No, pushed aside. Pushed, pushed. Mm. But... Interestingly, Fabs has come back strong, and they are obviously sharing data. Hmm. We know that uh, we know that they, we don't believe there's a lot of love or a lot of sharing across T8 and Lounsey. Mm-hmm. We've already talked about sharing setups and data at uh, at Erebus. 
I don't know. It's like there's these four cars all running as four little satellites around the, you know, rotating around the, the center well, of the universe. And five will Davo. Five of Will Davo, but mm. Will Davo is actually probably probably the best of the all of the Fords apart from Penske, mm. and and you know you could almost say that the DJR Penske cars aren't Fords anymore; they're Penskes because they are just so much faster mm. and so much better developed than everybody else. You know, you've got Hazelwood in the big mate jigger. Um, that's not doing. They're not doing well at all. But, that's, the, but nobody expected them to. Yep, that's a brand um, new team, brand new driver, brand new everything. It, it's almost like um, it's almost like twenty team twenty threes, mm. the, the 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 best of. Um, I don't know. And I'll tell you what, I wouldn't have thought that coming out of last year. No, no, definitely not. Definitely didn't. Definitely and if, not. And if you don't believe me, go through the archives. Yep. SVG being let go by Mostert without a fight after Chaz realised resistance was futile. De Pasquale taking Waters without a fight after Waters had a moment at Siberia. It was just a shocking weekend. Yep. So Anton was actually a lot racier than indicated. He got double stacked. So again, through the Red Rooster, the drive double stack from the Red Rooster drive-through. Must have must have really been a tasty burger. Yep. Yeah. Percat fared a hell of a lot better, gaining a dozen spots through the pit sequences. Further up the field, Fabs was all over Rick like a cheap suit, but the Nissan driver was able to hold him out. They both helped by Triple H shenanigans part two as a fast-closing Shane Van Gispunter helped Lounsey onto the grass. Well, it's nice to see that he won. He slowed to let him back past, which was nice. Sorry, did he redress? He redressed, yes. All, right. was, all was not well in smiling land, yep. according to Scafi. Is there anyone in the 97... Is there anyone the 97 car hasn't hit in the last 18 months? I mean, he said um, he's on teammates now. Yeah. Um, he hasn't hit the pace car. Mm-hmm. He hasn't hit the medical car. Not for a few years. Leon's quote, if he'd stop hitting me, I might let him go past. Well, that's a bit passive-aggressive, isn't it? You'd expect nothing less from the smiling assassin. Mm. Not the baby-faced assassin, the smiling assassin. Mm. So, as it was, Leon's buggered up the exit. Siberian Van Gisbergen went by anyway, but it's fair to say, Roland would have a headache on the way to the airport. Bloody oath, Roland have a headache on the airport. And perhaps some of this is, you know, Roland and headset throwers' do, um, doings. Mm. You know, treat them the way you treat them. You, you, they end up, you know, they end up the way that they end up. I think that, um, yeah, if they just let Rollouts and Van Gisbergen have it out on the uh, Saturday, all of this would have been avoided. Yeah, yep. It's not. It's not that difficult to sort of handle a racing driver. They're competitive. They want to be up front. Everyone's their rival. They're not really thinking of the team when they're in the car. They're thinking of their own championship result. Absolutely. So it wound up with Scotty Mac winning, Dave second, and Rick for third. Hmm. Um, in the post-race interview, Rihanna said they should give Scotty Mac a stuffed penguin to celebrate his Phillip Island dominance. Is, uh, is there a spare penguin available? Yeah, yeah, there, Christy. Um, we, hmm. we, we need to find a penguin for, uh, for Scotty Mac. Hmm. So... Quote of the weekend has to go to Dave Reynolds in the post-race press conference. I'm going to play it now, Warbster. Yep. And then we'll have a bit of a discussion about it. We all have our different areas. Yeah, everyone's got their strengths, but, you know, today there was Holden Ford, Nissan on the podium. Yesterday, Holden Ford, Nissan. You know, parity's pretty good in this category. Some would say otherwise, though. That's coming from the Holden guy. (laughs) Hey? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Same old story. Everyone behind me cheats. Sorry, everyone behind me can't drive for shit. Everyone in front of me cheats. <laughs> so I'm cheating? Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, you... I can't drive for oh, shit uh, then. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> well done, Rick. <laughs> Gee. Isn't it awkward when Dave says what everyone else is thinking? Yeah. 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 And not so much about, um, about cheating, because no one's ever going to accuse Penske of cheating. They're a bit like Roland. They'll, they'll push, the, push the rules. It was a little bit obvious, the, um, that deep-seated stuff between the Kellys and Dave. That, that goes back a long way now. But, um, it does indeed. Yeah, I, I, think, I think Dave would have walked out of that presser feeling quite, quite happy for himself that, um, that he'd laid one back on Rick after all those years. And I actually do think that what he said does reflect a lot of what the team managers say when a camera's put in front of them and a lot of what the fans are saying online. It's just a, it's almost a culture of blame everyone else, don't take accountability for yourself and just play the media for what you can get. Yep. I'm not too sure about you, DSO, but I'm a bit bloody fed up of it. Yeah, I am. And I think... Um, um... And when, when you've got a driver who's basically... I mean, drivers are on the corporate leash because they have to be nice to the sponsors and everything. When a driver's saying it, you know it's too much. Yep, but I think the good thing about Reynolds is that um, he's, um, he's got himself smack bang in the middle of a self-imposed quotable quote war with Dan Ricardo. Mm. So it's like um, every time Dan comes out with a cracker, mm. Dave just naturally feels like he's got to got to mm. lay one down too. And, we we and, all know who the winner is. Well, it doesn't matter who the winner is. What I no, say, we're, is, we're the winners. Yeah, what I, oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. The motorsport public are the winners. But what I say there is bring it on because there are too many plastic characters. Um, so you know, Dan's that breath of fresh air in Formula One. And, and, you know, man crush aside, and Dave is the breath of fresh air mm. in uh, in supercars. Mm. And But James Courtney's got that same mad streak, but yeah. you don't see it because he's not allowed, he was never allowed to develop it. Mm. He, or never, it was never allowed to, to, for him to be outward with it. He's mad as a cut snake if you talk to him in pit lane. He's, yeah. he's a funny, funny guy. Yeah. And I think that that personality does come out when he is on camera, but I think, yeah, it is it is restrained. And I think part of that might be the fact that he's got a background in Europe yeah. where you're not allowed to have any personality at all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And into the good, the mare, and the ugly. Warps to kick it off. Rick Kelly. Nissan. I can say it for once. Uh, Second and third. Uh, Lovely. And you'll disappear next round. And your second one? Uh, Anton De Pasquale, for obvious reasons. Yep, as we talked about sharing uh, team setup, mm. which Dave freely admits was what got him where he was on the Sunday. Which is my third, is David Reynolds for actually acknowledging the above publicly and actually being a teammate rather than just playing at it. Yep, absolutely. I've got three. Yep. Betty Clemenko for listening. Yes. Bruin Beasley, Barry Ryan, picking up Anton De Pasquale. Mm-hmm. I think she jettisoned some of the some of the passengers and the luggage mm. and uh, has turned the team around. Mm. Scotty yeah. Mac's obvious for a good, mm. but as I said earlier, T23 red, rising out of the ashes of LDM. Will Davo qualified 10th on Saturday, finished 8th in the race, mm. got stuck back in the in the pack a bit Sunday. But And this morning I see the news that Lucas Dumbrell has sold the final 40% share in the team to Phil Monday. Yes. And, Phil uh, Monday's apparently, apparently he had a network of 40 panel shops. Wow. Yeah, and he sold all of uh, Repair Management Australia mm. and uh, was looking to move into retirement. So what do you do in retirement? Buy all of a race team in supercars. Well, hey, it's... it's Works for Rusty. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's Rusty's better. Old, Rusty's older than Phil Monday. Hmm. Oh, now, that'd be an interesting comparison. They've been around hmm. 
Been around a while. Are you talking about Rusty French or Russell Engel? No, Rusty French. Well, Russell Engel's getting up there. Yeah, well, doesn't he look old on the TV? Yeah. I tell you, high definition, Russell Engel, mm. if you're mm. listening, mm. seriously, dude, get him to shoot you in low def. Those wrinkles are getting really, really bad, man. Mm. You can almost see the track layout on his face. Oh. So, um, and my third one mm. is good, Michael Caruso. For not bashing Rick because he wouldn't share setup notes. <laughs> Actually, actually, let's talk about let's, that. Let's now, talk we'll, about that. Right. So we're going to go into stats nerd mode here, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. We've done a bit of analysis. Mm. Uh, we've had a look at the four Nissan cars Saturday qualifying mm. and their races. So the tail of the tape, Warbster. Rick qualified fifth uh, on the Saturday mm-hmm. with a thirty point two. Andre was down in 20th with a 31 flat. Simona, 24th with a 31.4. And we know Caruso didn't get a time. He had a problem in qualifying Saturday. Did indeed. The races, Rick inherited second, did a, a 32.3. Yep. Andre, a 32.9. Caruso, a 32.6. Simona, a 33.4. But we're calling that time because of the collision with um, the techno car. Yep. Um, that was still the fastest time, but fairly deep in the race. Yeah. I don't think they're talking across the two sheds. No, I, 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 don't, I don't get that feeling either. When we look at Saturday, a Sunday yeah. qualifying, Rick was fourth, Caruso was sixth. They're only two tenths apart. They did 30.3s and 30.5s respectively. Yeah. They're only two tenths apart, their fastest race time. The others, Andre and Simona, you know, they were six or seven tenths off in quality and Mm. a similar sort of amount, even more so in the race. I don't know. uh, Wouldn't you want, if you were responsible to your sponsors, wouldn't you want everyone up front? So what were you saying before about Harvey Norman, Mobster? Harvey Norman doesn't give us stuff if all the Castro logos are up front. Yeah, but Richie Stanaway certainly does. Oh... Hi, Tim Edwards. Oh, dear. All right, let's go back to the mayor. Yep. Uh, The mayor, Roland Dane, would not have been a happy little camper with uh, one podium and three very upset drivers to show for the weekend. Yeah, not at all. I'm going to have to upset you here, Dursa. James Golding again. No, well, he's on my mayor list as well, Warbster. Okay. And Tickford Racing, they just seem utterly lost at the moment. Yep. So we've uh, we've we've run that one through fairly firmly. Look, my my first mare was uh, Team Orders. Oh yeah, you yeah. know it, it does my head in. Um, mm. In this day and age, as we said earlier, mm. if your car's a pig and you've got a problem, let mm. let him go. Don't expect him to give it back. And the other part of that is is one sponsored by Red Bull, the other sponsored by Autobahn. Do you think? that um, Austrian people give a damn about Autobahn. Oh, exactly. Well, <laughs> Paul Dumbrell does. Yeah, but Paul Dumbrell doesn't give a stuff about Red Bull. Uh, Paul Dumbrell still gets a drive for the Red Bulls. Oh, I see. Yeah, good point. Then there is okay. a reason Paul Dumbrell is a investor in Red in T8. Mm, okay. He's not just buying his drive. It's a canny investment. Ah, gotcha. So basically, he, he just wants everyone to win. Absolutely. Well, that's that's unfortunately the rest of the team seems to have a problem with that at the moment. Yep. Best performance. Best performance. Scotty Mack. Of oh, course. yeah, Scotty Mack. Uh, you know, yeah. Q one, P one, P one. Can't go past him. Mm. And uh, that sounds like Tim. Hi, Tim. So we need to go safety car boards and flags. Safety car boards and flags. Safety car boards and flags. 
How does it happen? You're on a hot lap, or listening to CJ Taker, or driving until you think that you'll burst. You should have read that label first. A hard racer's work needs a big energy hit, and the best energy hit gives you wings. Red Bull. You know how it happens. You're having a hard stop, or finishing a fuel drop, or trying to finish before Richo says a curse. You've sure got a thirst. A hard-earned thirst needs a brake bias to the rear, because this stuff will give you diarrhea. It can come at any time. You're dealing with Jandal, or making it handle. No, 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 I'm not doing the rest of this ad. The last two blokes that did this had a friggin' heart attack. I'm out of here. No, stop this. No, no. Right. Walk out on my bloody ad recording. It's the last time you'll ever work for this podcast. And uh, welcome back to the Warbster cast. And um, I've not had a heart attack, so screw you. And into the news. And to open supercar news... Unless you've been sharing a campsite out near Wolf Creek with uh, Mick Taylor, you'd of course have known that Roger Penske has shamed Ford Australia into letting him develop the Mustang into a Gen 2 supercar next year. Allegedly. All of our inquiries to number one Michigan Avenue in Dearborn have resulted in a polite... Y'all, Ford don't go getting involved in petty regional motorsport squabbles, and yes, I can confirm that Mr Penske comes here a lot. In actual fact, he's got his own office up near the president's office. That was pretty mad. Where'd that come from? Hmm. So, Rusty French, Rod Nash and Tim Edwards look very relieved at the press event, later confirming their offering to the project is going to be Tickford Racing's chief engineer, Nathaniel Osborne. Yes, he's the lucky stooge who gets to make Ludo's coffee, grab Ludo's croissants and sharpen all the pencils. So, Warbster... Holden have got a new car. Mm. Ford are going to have a new one next year. Over to you, Nissan. Hello, and Nissan. Hello, Nissan. GTR, and speak- please. And speaking of Nissan, Rick Kelly's come out during the week saying that um, there's no real urgency for Nissan to make their decision. That sounds like code for they've already made their decision. That sounds like code for um, we've got bugger all money either way and we're not getting anything out of Nissan regardless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the third lighting test. Mm. It occurred at um, Sydney Motorsport Park near yeah. the tip where it stinks. Yep. Uh, with Garth Tander being impressed with what he saw, which is probably a good thing considering that's the idea of the lights. Interestingly, they're going to race on the short circuit. Yes, I think that's probably a cost-cutting measure because the back half of the circuit isn't really spectator-friendly. Well, no one's um, going to go... You know why they're running it under lights? No one can see that the crowd's so bloody small. I would have thought that the last thing you'd want at a night race that's lit is a short circuit. Hmm... Tickford Racing have confirmed their enduro lineups with the Frosty Canto marriage continuing into an Ashby Reed like territory. Yeah, I think it's like 11 years straight now. Mm. Um, Chaz is pairing up with uh, Moth. Moth? Mm. Gee, hasn't social media lit up over that one? Ugh. Posted one this morning. 
Uh, yeah, the um, the armchair experts are at it again. Absolutely. Uh, Waters is driving alongside uh, Nissan refugee David Russell. Yep. And uh, his former co-driver... Sorry, you forgot to put the mandatory Novocastrian in front oh, of David oh, Russell. Nissan refugee and Novocastrian David Russell. Thank you. And uh, his former co-driver Richie Stanaway gaining the experience of Steve Owen. Yeah, and... Uh, Hopefully Steve will be able to teach him how to set up a supercar. Yep. Well, we know he can drive one. Maybe he's just struggling with setting one up. Mm. So this leaves one spot unconfirmed, specifically the spot alongside Todd Hazelwood at Matt Stone Racing. Did someone say Jason Bright? Well, I believe he's actually been doing some work with the Warbster. Uh, well, yeah, he's been doing some work with him. Mm. He's uh, the one that uh, leased the uh, wreck to them. Yep. And uh, Brighty wasn't exactly um, bad around Bathurst this time last year. Yep. So uh, why wouldn't you? Yep, absolutely. Mm. Um, Nick Perkett extends his contract with BJR until the end of 2020, which is a massive surprise to a number of people who tipped that after Phillip Island he'd be splitting. No, 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 no. Splitter. The splitter problem, not the splitting problem. Right. Mm. And speaking of BJR, our old mates Brad and Kim Jones celebrated their 250th event start at the island. Uh, yeah, they debuted as a uh, single car entry in 2000, having bought a um, wreck and a piece of crap car from Tony Longhurst. Yeah, we've been through that one a million times. Have we? Yeah, we have, haven't we? Yep. Uh, BJR are the only the fourth team to hit this milestone, but importantly, only the second to do it under original ownership. Yep. The only other one under original ownership is Gary Rogers. Mm-hmm. The other two teams that have done that have uh, had more than two hundred and fifty event starts mm-hmm. uh, is Dick, now known as Dick Johnson Racing, now known as Team Penske, mm-hmm. and the soccer team, formerly known as HRT, HRT Walkinshaw, Walkinshaw Racing, Walkinshaw Racing, TWR. They've had more name changes than it, than bloody Tick would have. Almost. Mm. We don't need to go through. That can be a bit of a, mm. a bit of a during the week one for you. Mm. Speaking of the soccer team, Warbster. Yes, uh, British touring car champion Ash Sutton is eyeing a future supercars enduro drive after completing a maiden test with Mobile One Boost Mobile Racing. Right, you. Um, I stuffed that up again. Didn't no, I? the soccer team rolls off the tongue so much nicer. Big hi to Mr. J uh, mm-hmm. with one of the BTCC boys uh, wanting mm. to come over. I've got uh, a bit of a problem. With mm. all of this report, someone gets a test drive mm. and then they come out saying that they want to drive in the Enduros. Just remember, there ain't enough seats. Well, there aren't any this year. Correct. So I'm not quite sure. There's one Mr. left. not quite sure when Mr. Ash Sutton thinks he's going to get a drive. I don't think that you'd want a um, BTCC champion driving a supercar around Bathurst. Do you remember what happened last time? John Cleland. Uh, no, worse. Jason Plato. Oh, yeah. Well, um, Cleland as well mm. put the BJR thing on its roof in the chase. Yeah, um, he was he was the other half of the accident Plato had from what yeah. I can remember. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Race oh, the, for T eight, um, um, the French bloke. Oh, um, Van Muller. Van Muller's been probably been the only one that's mm. uh, that's actually done anything in uh, that. Yes, and um, be be careful with John Cleland and prop shafts. That's all I'm saying. Yes, mm. and our old mate Charlie Forklift must have Ugh. felt a bit left out during the week because. Somehow in a conversation with someone at Speed Cafe, it's ended up with a headline suggesting that, and I'll quote the headline, Schwerkolt, Supercars Camaro would be fantastic for the series. So he's the come out, he So he's come out and said, quote, it's great that the Mustang's coming into the sport. I think it's fantastic, a fantastic news item, and not having the V6 as well, that's a great story. 
Camaro getting into the sport would be absolutely fantastic. A really, really great thing for the sport. Charlie, what did you have for breakfast? Because that's five Fantastics and six really reallys. It's not Donald Trump, for Christ's sake. It bloody sounds like it. But in all seriousness... Your Spud Lee Holdsworth's yet to break into the top 10 this season. No, no, don't think Lee Holdsworth's a problem there. Maybe the Opel teams need to stop looking at all the others and worry about their spoiler issue to start with. Yes, I think probably fixing the splitter and stop talking about the bloody Camaro. Yes. Fix, fix what you've got first. Yep. It's Alrighty. A, it's, a bit, so, it's a bit like us talking about GTRs when we've still got the Ultimas doing bugger all. Yes. So we're not going to run so many watch this weekend, Warbster. Mm-hmm. I'd like to introduce a new occasional segment yep. called National Roundup. Brought to you by Monsanto. <laughs> so there are other national series that sometimes get a bit forgotten. Mainly because they don't have Super in their name. Yes. Because I tried is... to destroy them. Yes. But, because but... I was the ruler of Australian motor racing for three or four years. But now... Because I'm awesome. But now... Because there's a lot of Super things going on. <laughs> Why can't I have GT? Why can't I Cams. have GT racing? Cams. Screw you, Gene. Why couldn't I have GT <laughs> racing? <laughs> Alrighty. But, Warbstar, mm. now you're the... Uh, now you're the... Uh, massive minion of billboard marketing Mm -hmm. some of the stars of the supercar stars of the future and Mm. some of the supercar stars of the past Mm. race in these other series yes so i think we need to uh doing a bit of an occasional uh Mm. rep it's a bit like around the grounds yes yes so we'll kick off given that they are that they are actually old Supercars. We'll yes. kick off with the Kumo V8 Touring Car Series. You mean the Super Kumo V8 Super Touring Car Series? Something like that. Yeah. So current Mike Cable Award winner Jack Smith is running a VE Commodore with Brad Jones Racing. How he, many cars have they got? Oh, they've got, they've got a shed full. They go from Audis to Oscars to NASCARs to mm. Astarian. <laughs> they've got more They've got more supercars than I don't know what to do with. Mm. Mm. So, uh, Jack Smith took P1 in quali, mm-hmm. closely followed by Matt White Motorsport teammates Tyler Everingham and Benella teenager Zach Best, mm. who qualified third on his debut in Touring Car Series. And Zach finished fourth in race one. Uh, he won race two after Jack Smith copped a 20-second penalty for, quote, excessive burnouts. Mm. Are you all over, are you aware of this one? Excessive burnout. Yeah, it was reported. Mm. Hi, Crailsy, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. In the DSO community, Warbster, we're a fairly tight bunch. Mm. And uh, old mate of mine's uh, DSO for the Kumo series. Mm. And Jack Smith didn't get 20 seconds for excessive burnouts. He got 20 seconds because he was weaving and spinning his tyres past the last nominated point which is typically flag point 11 or 12 and that's always addressed in the driver's briefing mm. so he was still warm he was still breaking traction warming his tires past the point that they were told they weren't allowed to ah uh, gotcha that uh, shuffled him down to so 20 a 20 second penalty shuffled him down to fourth mm. Jack took the round sits atop the leaders board by a point from uh, young mm. Zach Best Tyler Everingham nine points behind and I have to say, I watched a little bit of the Kumo stuff. Mm. It's it's a lot nicer looking series than it has been. Mm. Um, there's nowhere near the bash and crash. Might be something to do with who's not racing it anymore, but we won't go into that. Mm. Why Hoon? And others. Mm. Super Carrera Cup, male adventure. <laughs> As mentioned earlier, old mate Dale Wood. Hi, Mrs. Wood. Uh, driving for uh, Mick Ritter's Team Sonic. Hi, Mick and Maria. 
Uh, took P1 in quali. Uh, oh, don't, I hate the word quali. Do you? Took well, P1 stop. in qualifying. Okay. I'll stop writing quali then. Thank you. Right and won both the mini enduro races from Alex Davo. That gives him six race wins this year. Mm. After um, three rounds, Jackson with an X Evans leads Wood by 17 points with Dylan O'Keefe in third. And in the category that you haven't been, you weren't able to buy last year, Warbster, so you put your tail between your legs and ran away to billboards. Super Australian GT. No, that's just, that's um, Australian Super GT. Oh, right. So... Uh, we, we already had, like, the logo made and everything. Yeah, I know. It had a G and a T in it. <laughs> Since, was Garth going to drive? Um, no, or, but actually... Or were you drinking gin and tonics? No, possibly. Actually, Garth got a bit mad with us because um, apparently he'd already trademarked Super GT for some comic book he was trying to get going. Right. All righty, back to GT. Max Twig and Tony D'Alberto. Mm-hmm. claimed uh, the Maiden GT Championship race at the new The Bend Motorsport Park in Taylor Bend in South Australia. Yep. They uh, headed home Liam Talbot and John Martin, who were in the Walkinshaw GT3 Porsche 911. Yep. And Steve Richards and Michael Armand in the BMW M6 GT3 car for third. Mm-hmm. Really challenging weekend. There was a bit of, bit of press about it. They copped all sorts of weather. They had a major dust storms. They had extreme heat. Then it rained. Mm. And uh, the GT cars were going to run over the 7.7-kilometre GT circuit. Yep. But actually, you had the race cancelled, the Saturday race cancelled, and they ended up on the shorter 4.7K international circuit, mm. uh, which is... Uh, or the, it's effectively a national... It's the national circuit. It's where... All the other categories ran and where the supercars will be running hmm. in August later in the year. I've got a question about the uh, naming of these circuits. Yeah. So if you've got like a 7.7 GT circuit. Yep. Now, Garth Tand is pretty tall. Yep. So could you call the international circuit like the Steve Richards circuit and then the really short circuit, the Jason Bagwana circuit? Possibly. Hmm. Or you could just call the 7.7 kilometre track the Enduro circuit. Because mm-hmm. we know that's where the Sandown 500 is going to end up. Allegedly. Oh, well, that's where my tip is. Mm. And call the 4.7k track the National mm. Circuit. Mm. So, yeah, they've um, had a big big opening. Superbikes and a round of the Asia-Pacific Motorcycle Road Race Championships were there last week. Mm. By all accounts, uh, the uh, looking at the track records, the bike guys aren't that fast around there. They, uh, oh, no, guess, no guess, who, guess who holds the lap record at the bend? If you're asking me, this has got to be someone that we both know you're obsessed with. David Reynolds is the oh, lap record geez. holder at the bend. Fastest lap in a, in a GT car. Hmm. Alrighty, let's go over to the Super Formula Fords, Warbster, the category that's uh, near and dear to my heart at the moment. Yep. So the nursery category headed off to the paperclip Last weekend for the second round of their national championship, mm. Friday practice got cut short when, as per usual in southeast Queensland, a friggin' monsoon came through. Caused flash flooding through the track paddock and even into the pit garages. Yeah, and I don't think the um, don't think the uh, stewards were terribly happy about all that because they probably forgot their um, jumpers. Yes, Sonic Motorsport driver Hamish Rabaritz claimed pole and a pair of race wins. Uh, he took his maiden race win. At national level at a track he hadn't been to before. He won the wet race on the Saturday and a dry race on the Sunday. I think he's, uh, I loved his quote, Formula Ford's where the best drivers are at and that's where you get pushed the most as a driver. Oh, don't tell Eugene that. Shh. 
Um, oh, oh. Hang on, hang on. Don't talk garbage. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Get pushed as a driver? I didn't see. Um, I didn't see Ludo engineering any cars last weekend. But you get pushed, pushed as a driver. Uh, Hunter McElroy, who uh, is. Uh, Rabaritz's Sonic teammate he took a clean sweep round one went and finished second for the round but he lost valuable points due to a post-race penalty at the end of race three after contact with young Queensland driver Nathan Hearn Rabaritz leads the series by one point over McElray with Victorian privateer Liam McClellan in third yes and it uh, probably was good that the monsoon did subside because it didn't appear to be very many canoes after the end of that meeting. Yeah, well, that's uh, the problem you have with Formula Fords is you use the word canoe, it's some um, people start trembling. So I don't think anybody took a corner off from memory, let alone all four. Mm. And Warbster, yes. Simmons Plains at Tassie is support to your supercars. Mm-hmm. A massive grid of 10 Formula Four. Or Formula Eugene, as I prefer to call it. Yes, 10 Formula Eugenes. Um, we're still not running out of fingers yet. No. Mm. I have a confession to make. Mm. I watched some of the Formula 4 races on my subscription service, mm. and the racing wasn't too bad. You didn't fall asleep? No. No, no. Wow. They, okay. No, they were, they was, it was pretty willing at the front end. Mm. Young bloke by the name of Cameron Shields driving for Team BRM. Uh, Formula, Formula, Ford, Formula Ford standout? C- current Formula Ford driver who had a mixed weekend at the paperclip, I must say, mm-hmm. took the race win from Ryan Sewell and Aaron, Aaron Love, uh, round edge top three in their championship. Mm. Look, even for 10 cars, there was some, some, a couple of nice battles, uh, a lot of position changing. Mm. But they look slow. Because they are. Well, yeah. Heaps of downforce, no engine power. Yep. That's all right. We'll solve that with the Super Formula, whatever the hell we're calling them, 5000s. Whenever we finally agree on what which, we're one we, which one we're going to use. And what we're calling them. Anyway, enough of all that non-super stuff. Let's get super again, Warbster. Super Sprint Super Perth Preview. And... I have a very strong suspicion that they are going to use the same qualifying format that they used at Tassie because of the short track. They're going to do yes, a. You're yes. going to. You're going to come. You're going to come into your qualifying blocks based around your practice times. I'm pretty sure that was there hmm. and somewhere else. I can't remember the third track, but no, there's yep. only two. Only those two. The two. Only the two, two little tracks. Yes, the two little tracks. It's amazing. There's like acres and acres and acres and acres and acres of bugger all in Western Australia. Sand predominantly. Yes. Iron ore. Mm-hmm. Uh, asbestos. Jenna Reinhardt. Out at Whitnoom. Jenna Reinhardt. There's acres of Jenna Reinhardt. But yeah, <laughs> it, it, my, my um, objection stands that we've got all these acres and acres and acres of bugger all, and yet Barbagello slash Wanneroo is the biggest track they can come up with. Mm, perhaps you should have organised a street race. Ugh, God knows I tried. Anyway, well, the uh, West Australian Sporting Car Club does do a very good uh, job with the uh, track as it is. It's and, one of the uh, they one don't they don't make a hell of a lot of money off it, so no, no, it's I'm one not going to get in too bad. That's no, one of the few events that uh, aren't promoted by uh, Warbster Promotions Incorporated. Mm-hmm. So no, super, no, no, supercar sa- supercar events. You mean Samester Promotions Incorporated? Yes. Alrighty, so the circus and the attendant clowns, they're all on the way. Mm. That Stacks is, is heading west. Yep. Um, they're all uh, heading across the Nullarbor mm-hmm. to the Perth Super Sprint at Elf Barbagello Raceway. You want to do the drinking game? Yes, we should do. It's the first annual Perth Round drinking game. Alrighty, so ladies and gentlemen, 
you need to remember these things. Perhaps mm-hmm. write them down. Yep. For Saturday and Sunday, when mm-hmm. you're watching the race, yep. Take one shot mm-hmm. or or skull your beer mm-hmm. if you see or hear any of the following. You can go to the first one, Wolfson. Uh, a social media video that's being fast forwarded um, as the dusty transport drives straight across acres of. Um, all. Yep. Uh, extra shot for bad country music or crappy techno over it. I guarantee the boys from the bush will get a run. Yep. And the Utes aren't even there. Hmm. What, um, are you, what, are you, what are you talking about, mate? Uh, They're not running there. I'll go out and get my BT50 then and race that around. A photographic reference. This is your second one. Take mm-hmm. a shot or scull your beer if you get a photographic ref- photographic reference to the distance between stops crossing the Nullarbor. Yep. Mm-hmm. Usage of the terms Wild West, Dusty Track, Tightness of the Circuit, or shots of Carl Reindler's car setting itself on fire. Yep. The time difference mm-hmm. to the eastern half of the country. Uh, three hours, yes. Yep. yes. Yep. Basically, if if you're following half the teams on Facebook, you should have liver failure by halfway through Saturday. Written, spoken, and authorised by the Warbster and the podcast DSO, and we take no responsibility for any drunken antics, arrests, or deaths that may occur by playing this game. Yes. I had to get the disclaimer in. Yes, you did. We're going to wind this up, Warbster, because we've been waffling for nearly an hour, maybe a bit longer. Good Lord. Okay. Three to look out for. Three to look out for. Tight, twisty. I think the VE might be a bit better. Uh, VE. VE. Sorry. You wish. VE. You wish. Harking ha, back. Ha, ha. Harking back to the halcyon days of Scaife. <sighs> the ZB. The ZB. The, I think the it'll, 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 it'll see the, the Peugeot. The Opel Peugeot. The Peugeot. Um, yeah, well, anyway, I think the ZB will be a bit better suited to uh, the tighter confines, mm-hmm. so uh, put me down for a, a uh, wind cup. Right. Yeah, uh, I'm writing these down. Okay. Wind put, cup. Put, oh, hang on, we're recording in two. Has to yeah, yeah, the, yeah, it's not very bright, is yeah, it? Yeah, no, no, go. Put me down for a wind cup. Put yep. me down for... Well, Scotty Mac, obviously. Yep. Put me down for one to look out for, not necessarily to win the race. Yep. Anton Di Pasquale. Yep. Heart pick. Yep. It's David Reynolds, of course. Head pick. Rick might go on with it. I'm going to be totally wrong. Whoa, 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 whoa. But I think Rick might go on with it. You seem to have misunderstood the concept of picking with your heart and picking with your head. Rick reckons he's made a breakthrough. Rick reckons he's... Right, I'm going to... Okay. Right, Rick. Rick. With the silent P. Okay. My three look out for... Uh, I think if we can stop the mechanical issues, I think Van Gisbergen's going to be one to look out for because he will have fire in his belly. Having said that, Craig will be fired up too. Craig's very, very not happy at the moment. Yep. Yep. The silver fox of uh, of the field at the moment. And he's going to turn into the silver back if he's not careful. Yeah, he's... Uh... I was going to say, he's, uh, he's greyer on the head than I am in my beard. I'm going to pick one of those two. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, tight, twisty track. I'm going to say Lowndes as a one to look out for. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say Scotty Mack because he's just absolutely on fire. Because he's Scotty Mack. Because he's Scotty Mack and he is just, the equilibrium he and that car have at the moment are outstanding. Yep. And I'm going to say, I'm going to agree with you. I think Di Pasquale mm. uh, is, is a good one to look out for. And that, that uh, and we remind you, this isn't in terms of just winning. This is in terms of doing better than expected. Yep. My heart pick, I actually think my heart pick is Lowndes. Okay. I would really, really love to see Craig come out and categorically beat those other two flogs. Just to stick it up Roland. Just to stick it up Roland. And mm. uh, I, I was really interested to see that um, 
that Dutto's um, Commonwealth Games gold medal didn't get much publicity, probably because yeah. it was on the wrong network. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my head pick, Scotty Mack. Well, you're going out on a limb there. It's, no one says anything about taking a chance, That's but picking true. with That's our true. head. Yeah, yeah. I, cho- I chose Rick. I'm brave. <laughs> Brave's one way to describe it. <laughs> Warps, so that just about rounds us out. I think that's just about us, yeah. Um, it's great to uh, be back here at Warbster Manor and mm-hmm. uh, after our planets didn't align uh, a fortnight ago. Yep. The series is hiding up, ladies and gentlemen. We're, mm-hmm. uh, we're heading for, what are they, races 11 and 12, I think. Oh, God. Something yeah, like that. Uh, Gives me the uh, shits. Uh, Why don't they just say round five? Like the good because, old days. Because we don't have rounds anymore. Oh, because they changed, they changed the system because they're trying to diminish Bathurst and the Enduros, even though they're more important. And Bathurst should be its own no, race no, it's okay, and okay. not yeah, have to I deal know. with all the bullshit and bollocks yeah. and nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't, I, I shouldn't have said it, should I? No, you should I got you started. Yeah, you did. All right. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoy this podcast, please... Um, Consult a doctor. Tell, no, tell your friends. Um, just promote the shit out of it if you hate the podcast promote the shit out of it to your enemies we could do with some more listens Mm. and um, while we're at it hit up the Warbster on Facebook www.facebook.com backslash supercar insiders and if you want to catch up with the DSO assuming he doesn't die it's www.facebook.com slash podcast DSO and sound engineers noticeable points absence and uh, he still hasn't done anything on social media other than Snapchat his girlfriend but alrighty I think I need to overlay a bit of uh, Adam and the guys and girls from Lake Minnetonka and I think you need to uh, turn your heart rate monitor back on yep, yep. I'm still alive Warbster no I've, uh, I've survived better than I thought I would ha 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 staying alive staying alive no no stick like you